You can hang a star on that, baby. Baby, 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 baby. You're listening to the Losing the Faith Podcast with Ryan, David, and Adam. Welcome to the Losing the Faith Podcast. Let's go. With Ryan, Adam, and David. Guys, how are you feeling? Feeling juicy right now. It's kind of gross. Really juicy. Like, uh, kind of like... Mm, start off with the creepiest juicy. thing you could possibly think of. Uh, okay. Well, with that intro, you guys want to get into the uh, last week by the numbers? Let's do it. All right. So... Um, for this segment, I'm going to read some stats from the Padres last week, and then we're going to discuss um, what they mean to us, I guess. So last week, uh, Pod's batting average, it was 238. So before you even guess, it was 238. Not great. Not great, but not the worst. Ranked 11 that week in baseball. So kind of middle of the pack. Uh, Pod's ERA, 242. Ooh, I'll take that. Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, does it? How much better could it get? Pretty solid, nitpicking motherfucker. <laughs> well, Adam, you want to know what the Dodgers ERA was last week? No, I don't. I don't give a crap. Under about the Dodgers. No, I don't. I said under, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. We don't need to know. Under one. ERA. Come on. Why do you gotta do that? I have to admit that my my baseball brain hasn't caught up to the fact that team batting averages are much lower than they used to be so in my 90s in my 90s head i'm like ooh, that's garbage but then you said they were 11th and i'm like hey that's actually not so bad yeah which is kind of crazy uh so era they ranked six last week and win percentage uh 660 took four out of six last week which was incredible Mm -hmm. um 20 extra base hits which actually ranked 10th in the big leagues and seven of the other 10 teams ranked ahead of the Padres last week played at least one extra game. Oh. So in terms of slug, a pretty decent week. Yeah. yeah so it was a great week overall for Padres baseball, especially heading into the wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I, we can we can launch right into to my losing the faith. What do you got? Uh, because I will say I'm losing the faith on my callous, pessimistic heart, turning a soft little piece of tissue over for the Padres right now. I'm starting to feel optimistic, and it's making me really nervous because we still got a lot of baseball left, boys. And you know they can they know how to really shit the bed when it when it when it matters. So yeah, this uh, folks, this won't be as fun of a week. Uh, we don't have as much to trash, but that's okay. Adam, you kind of read my mind. I was thinking the same thing as I was watching the games last week. It's like, oh man, it's going to make Tuesday really hard to shit on them because they look like a different team. And well, no, let's let's go ahead and clarify that the goal is not to shit on the Padres. That the the goal is just to reflect our natural pessimistic selves in the wild. I mean, you're tomato tomato. It's the same thing. <laughs> uh, so my losing the faith has nothing to do with the Padres play or the Padres organization. The only reason I'm losing any faith is because, and I know you're going to hate this, Adam, the Dodgers are really good. I feel like when you say Dodgers, you get a chubby now. You've been mentioning them a lot. and I just It's not a chubby. It's a rock hard boner. I knew it. I knew it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable with it. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. They're number, they were number one in basically every category. Hey, look, I'm not saying I'm a fan. I'm not saying I'm a fan, but I'm saying 
as an organization, they do a lot of really good things, and they they're killing the it this Dodgers? year. So what are you even talking about? <laughs> oh, we're gonna vote you off the podcast island. Who's gonna edit it? Or pet monkey? Where would you rather be? Would you rather be the team that everyone expects to win, a la the Dodgers, or would you rather be the underdog where the expectations are not there? What's what's a more fun team to watch? Wait, hang on a second. Hang on, Adam. I think we need to clarify. The Padres are not what you described. The Padres are the team that the people who are watching expect to collapse down the stretch and melt down gloriously. Uh, no, I think anyone that's not the Dodgers that makes it to the World Series is the underdog. The Yankees wouldn't be the underdog against the Dodgers. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, I mean, you got you got wins, so the stats would say stats makes me so hard. That's slightly otherwise. Yankees only have 89 wins. You got four teams in the NL with 90. You got the Astros with 98. But man, Judge hitting number 60 tonight. That's I, I'm kind of I'm with you though. Even though the stats don't agree. Yeah, it'd be interesting. David, what has you losing the faith? Well, I hate to repeat myself. It's not our manager, though. Um, it's it's still just the the bullpen gives me the willies. Um, there's there's concerns there. That the fact that we can still lose that many games to Arizona when starting pitching seems to be way more on overall. The only concern that's lingering to me right now is the bullpen. Hmm. Anyone in particular? Yeah, I, yeah I'm going to say uh, my faith in Mr. Hader is regrettably still there, uh, but there's, there's not a lot of other arms who I would trust uh, right now. Especially not a side-winding lefty out of the bullpen? Yeah, I think someone in this podcast gets chubbies over him. Oh, yeah. I'm just I'm just a Tim Hill, uh, you know. I feel like he needs at least one fan, guys. So I'm here for him. So it's charity? No, it's not charity. I like the guy. I like his delivery. Uh, you know, I guess uh, maybe maybe it just so happens that every game I turn on, he's uh, he's doing a great fucking job. Bunch of haters, Tim Hill haters everywhere. I don't know what the deal is. You you tune in. You tune in at very strategic times. I do. Uh, it must be a gift. It it must be. It must be something that happens the, where the stars align to give me this sort of uh, you know, thought process. I guess. All right. So the bullpen has David a little worried still. Uh, I get that, especially later in the year. Starters are starting to wear down a little bit. You're gonna have to lean on the bullpen more down the stretch. Yeah, they got to figure it out. I know they've got some arms coming back and getting healthy. Uh, Pomerantz, I think, is done for the year, which sucks. But Pierce Johnson just came back from the IL. That's big. Uh, Stamen doesn't look like the same guy. He hasn't been very effective in the last couple outings. So, you know, who knows how much he's going to do over the stretch. Uh, but Morion has looked really good. Hader looks better. Uh, so, I don't know. Suarez, he's also looked really good. So... Hopefully those guys can get into a groove headed down the stretch and help carry the team into the playoffs. You know who who looks especially good? Um, throwing more than five and one-third innings. You talking about Blake Snell? <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, if, if you're so eager, do you want to do uh, the over-unders right now? 
Yeah, let's let's hop into last week's over under bets. I need people to know that I actually can, you know, find find some luck in, in a mountain of terrible, terrible lack of knowledge. I do think at some point, because Adam, you are actually doing very well in these over unders, we should look up the Vegas lines and during the podcast place a couple bets on the Vegas lines because you're doing surprisingly well. I mean, I'm not a complete dunce, but when I'm comparing myself to your guys' baseball knowledge and statistical references, I feel like I'm along the lines of, you know, your girlfriend who picks her fantasy football team based on like the mascot of the player who she's drafting. Fair enough. Yeah, that's how you win the Shiva. So speaking of the Shiva, Adam again asserts his dominance during this week. Uh, so week two, we had over-unders. My over-under was wins for the week. The Padres played six games, two against the Mariners, four against the Diamondbacks. And the over-under was three and a half wins this week. Ryan, I took the under. David took the under. Adam took the over. And the Padres took four or six this week, which I'm very happy about. But I'm also like torn because the more Adam wins, the more upset I get. It's natural. Don't fight it. All right. So the second over-under, David, uh, this one was especially pathetic. So David predicted there would be over five and a half jacks by the combination of Cronenworth, Bell, and Machado. And Cronenworth hit no home runs. Josh Bell hit no home runs. Manny Machado hit one home run. (laughs) (laughs) So he had a grand total of one and the over under was five and a half. So David and I took the under Yes. Adam, the big better took the over David to be fair. I don't think there would be a Vegas line on that specific stat. So you're safe. All right. So for the final one, the tiebreaker here, because right now it's a three-way tie. Uh, Adams over under. Blake Snell goes over six innings in his next start. I think Blake Snell went over seven innings in his longest start of the season. I mean, that was basically a Hail Mary. Ryan took the under. Adam and David take the over. Let's go. Well done, guys. I mean, it's a, it's a well-documented phenomenon that Snell doesn't go past the, the sixth, right? So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you, uh, David read the stat last week. He has gotten to the sixth eight times. Never gotten to six and a third. It's so rare that leading into this, when I mentioned earlier, I said five and a third because that's what I thought the number was. Six and a third. Wow, good for him. Yeah. And good for me. Yeah, so he, I think he made it almost eight. I think he got through seven. Wow. Yeah, big clutch up there, though. Impressive. Yeah, he's been huge. Uh, really nice to see him pitching well. We're going to need that if we're going to make the playoffs for sure. What would be the Vegas line on Snell pitching a complete game? A million to one. One. <laughs> I mean, I oh, I can look that up if he's ever done it. Yeah, no shot. Ah, uh, he was he was a Cy Young. Yeah, he was a Cy Young, but he he had a super low ERA and a ton of strikeouts because he only would pitch five innings and strike out like eleven dudes per start. He was nuts. Let's see, let's see what we pull up here with good old Stathead. Stats make me so hard. I'm putting a timer on this because otherwise shit's going to get out of hand. You got two minutes to to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, it will. It will. <laughs> I mean, here, here's all I got to do. I'm going to go uh, eight innings or more in Blake Snell's entire career. Give me every game log and it's a zero. So you're right. Well, 
that that uh that pitch clock was as effective as the MLB's pitch clock. So we we did it. That was pretty good. That was pretty that was pretty efficient then. It was fifteen seconds. That was that was really well done. He's gone seven innings nineteen times. Uh he's gotten two outs. And uh so seven and two thirds is his career high. No shit. Are you serious? That was so his last start was his career high. No, his last start was only seven. He went he went seven and two thirds last year. Really? I mean, just shooting for the stars. All right. Shall we go into a name that friar? All right, let's let's do it. Let's go into name that friar. So I want to preface. Uh, I want to preface this with this is my opportunity to make you nerds look like idiots when you can't find the answers to uh, these players you allegedly know so much about. Some of them are going to be softballs, and uh, hopefully, hopefully you can get them. All right, how well do you know your Padres? First player, my middle name is Ashton. Oh God, Ashton? Ashton. I feel like. Wait, can you repeat it again? My middle name is Ashton. Ashton or Ashton? I don't even want to know. Ashton. Ashton. Definitely a white guy. Definitely a white guy. I'm going to say Will Ashton Myers. That's a good good guess. I was thinking that, and I'm glad you said that, because I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Mike Clevenger. The answer is Blake Snell, Blake Ashton Snell. Okay, next up. I was born in Irving, Texas. Trent Grisham. Ditto. What? Josh Bell, play again. Thank you. Son of a bitch. Number three. I was in the Little League World Series. Is Sean Burroughs still on the Padres? (laughs) Trent Grisham. Oh, hang on. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say Jerkson Profar. Oh, baby, we have a winner. Ding, 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 ding. All right. All right. This one's probably, this one, this next one's a little bit of a softball, I think, but I am from Venezuela. Hang on a second. Anybody? Venice. Not Juan Soto. He's DR. Venezuela. Not Manny. Uh, Jose Azacar? Oh, Ryan pulling number two in a row. Ooh. All right, Who knows one. their friars? Last and final. Good job, Ryan. Ryan. Just for you. Late edition. To to the docket. My walk-up song is "So Many Tears" by Tupac. I I know this probably isn't the person, but I really want it to be. I really want that to be Jake Cronenworth. It's <laughs> <laughs> the whitest guy at the Padres. No, the but, best thing no, in the world. but it's actually funnier, and it's only going to add to your hate. I am. Oh, don't, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's go. What do you mean? You him. said he doesn't. 
walk-up oh. song. He doesn't bat. Dude, it's on the Potter's website, okay? I also damn it. I was looking at it trying to find that question. And uh Trent Grisham has been through three walk-up songs. It's gotta be like something to do with him not hitting. Yeah, like finding a new groove. The other person that has three is Juan Soto, who also for a while wasn't hitting. Like it must be a theme. Like you go for a slump, you gotta change your song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adam, that was great, man. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for uh putting that together. Yeah, the music was perfect. Uh, so next, so now we'll move to Baller Strike. And in Baller Strike, we are the pitchers pitching our hot takes. And we are trying to get as many strikes as we can from the other two. I don't know. What are you guys? Co-hosts? Are you, are you suggesting we should be a tier beneath you? No, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. I'm just wondering what you'd like to be called. Well, my name's Ryan. I edit. I'm better than you. <laughs> Just saying, what's your pronoun? Don't get us canceled. <laughs> All right. So welcome to Baller Strike, where we pitch our best hot takes to the group. The group gives out a strike if they agree with the hot take or they give a ball if the hot take is too cold or too hot. Uh, so I'll go first. My hot take is the Padres will make it to the NLDS. Baller Strike. Strike. I have to say strike. I mean, I don't want to because this really is supposed to be, you know, us homers being pessimistic assholes about the Padres, but I really want it to happen just like every other fan. So that's a strike. Yes, we're doing that. It's happening. Yeah. Great. I mean, that was kind of a cop out one because, yeah, it's hard to say ball to that, but I'll take it. Yeah, do another one, right? Okay. Uh, Jose Azucar ends the season with the highest batting average on the Padres. What's it currently? In the two eighties. Uh, interesting. That's definitely a that's definitely a ball. But okay. it would be really cool if it was a strike. It would be actually a really good story. He's a and he's on a six game hitting streak as of tonight, which is really cool to get that kind of production out of center field as like a fill in for somebody who's not producing. He's hitting the ball hard too. Great freaking pickup. Yeah, and he's he's so fast too. Scoring on second in basically most scenarios. And I like that he's not trying to be something that he's not. He's not trying to hit home runs. He's not trying to hit, you know, deep fly balls. He is slapping the ball, getting on base. Uh, It's something the Padres have been missing. So it is nice to see a little bit of production out of the center field position. But you're going to give me a ball? David, what are you going to give? I'm I'm, I'm definitely giving you a ball. Okay, Um, shit. You know, hey, he's he's got the... The edge, if we're going with statistics, of fewer plate appearances or, or ABs than Manny. Yep. So he could catch up quicker. Mm-hmm. But that would mean he would catch up with Manny. And, and Manny would probably not be hitting 296. So, ball, I don't want it to happen, even if it makes you happy. Fair enough. Okay, so you're saying the only way Azakar catches Manny is if Manny goes into a slump, and we don't want that to happen. Most, most likely. Yeah, Fair even enough. though he's got the edge, he'd have to... You'd have to put on the burners right now. Okay. Uh, Here's my next one. Baller strike. Brandon Drury will lead the Padres in home runs at the end of the year. Ball. Uh, How many does he have now? So Drury has 27 home runs. I'm just going to say ball. I, I feel like 
Manny is going to be getting really hot coming down the pike here. I mean, he's been playing such good ball. Adam, let me see if this changes your answer, though. Manny starts the season hotter than he finishes it. That's why he's gotten so many all-star nods. Part of it. I'm going to say he slows slightly, and Drury edges him by one. Yeah, so uh, uh, my answer stays. I am on David's side here. So thank you for giving me the strike, David. That's strike three, so excellent. Um, Manny's numbers in the postseason aren't great. He tries to play every game during the year. Like That takes a toll on your body. So I think David's hypothesis might be true. Uh, Drury's played more DH than Manny has this year. So he's a little more fresh. He's hot. He's had, I think, at least two home runs that I've seen taken away. So he should probably be tied with Manny at this point. So I am, yeah, I'm going to hold to my hot take. And you know what? Just to be a homer and to be like in your face annoying with stats. Stats make me so hard. He really is. It's his career low in any month, September, October. He hits 250. He being Manny. Mm. So I don't know. I just, uh, I see a, a little fade and then a resurgence in an early playoff matchup. Okay. Well, thanks guys. That is baller strike. And fortunately this time it was a strikeout. All right. That brings us to our, our segment called farm crush, which Ryan can't intro himself because he's too busy grabbing the Kleenex from the bathroom, trying to figure out which prospect he's going to pick for this week's segment. Thank you, Adam. This week's farm crush is Samuel Zavala. Samuel Zavala, an 18-year-old center fielder playing in low A ball. The average age of the low A ball player is 21. He's 18. Right now, in 33 games, He's batting 254 with seven home runs <laughs> and 863 OPS. Six doubles and two triples. Some have compared him to Carlos Gomez. <laughs> Shut up. I just gave you our top 30 prospects in the chat. Thank you, guys. (laughs) That that was was aggressive. (laughs) So my farm crush of the week is Samuel Zavala. He's an 18-year-old outfielder playing in low A ball. He started the year in rookie ball, played well enough to get to full season as an 18-year-old. Like I said, the average age of the players in low A ball is 21. So he's an 18-year-old playing with a bunch of 21-year-old plus um, batting 254, which is really solid considering his age and you know where he's playing right now. Seven home runs, so showing a little bit of power as an 18-year-old. He's 6'1", uh, over a buck 75, so he's going to fill out and get pretty strong. Fast, good reads in the outfield. He looks like uh, a solid player, and he's, I believe, the ranked, Six, fifth or sixth ranked prospect in the system right now. Um, but yeah, I really like him. Uh, it's something to dream on a little bit, especially with you know center field being kind of a black hole of production right now. 
And obviously this guy wouldn't see, you know, big league time for a number of years, but it's always fun to, uh, to crush a little bit. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually, uh, you want to take a guess at where, uh, where he is from his fellow countryman, Azokar, Venezuela. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Here's the big question though. So obviously this guy is fun to dream on. Does he, does he make it to the big leagues? And if he does, does he make it to the big leagues with the Padres? Yeah, I mean, why not? What does he play? Outfield. Yeah, uh, the Padres have always, you know, needed outfield depth. So why wouldn't you know? And why wouldn't he get? It? Why wouldn't he get a stab at it? Because he'll get traded like everybody else. Then don't bait me into questions. To fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, that was my farm crush this week. David, give me a stat that makes me go, huh? huh. I got one for you. When's, uh, when's the last time the Padres won 44 or more games on the road? They're at 43 right now. Give me a year. Last time they had 44 or more road wins. Next one will get them to 44. Uh, I'm going to say 2004. Adam, what's your guess? 1984. 84? They went to the World Series in 98. Like, you could have at least guessed 98. <laughs> really bad, really, really bad on the road that year. Really bad on the road that year. It's 2010. I mean, it's uh, 43 and 35 right now. That's that's a solid road record. Uh, only seven times have the Padres won more games than that. So 44 wins, all-time high. Padres road wins is at 46. So three away from tying the franchise record, which tells me in a wild card position... The Padres seem poised for success. Okay, you guys want to do Would You Rather? So my Would You Rather is, would you rather be guaranteed one win in a four-game series versus the Dodgers or be guaranteed a sweep of the Pirates in a three-game series? Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a good one, right? It's a lot, lot of, lot of thought going into this. Tie goes to the runner. I'm going with a, the first thing you would rather have one guaranteed win against the Dodger in a four game series rather than sweep a series of three games versus the pirates. Yep. That one win could be the only win we get during that series. Do you know what our record is versus LA in the past? Fill in the blank years under 500. It's bad. <laughs> Very far under. I'll take a Dodgers win and it hopefully it gives momentum towards a second win and a third. Okay. I like where your head's at with that. I, I don't hate that answer. I'm actually a little bit on the same page. Adam, what are you thinking? I'm just going to agree with David, but mainly just because <clears throat> Dodgers suck. Okay. So we, Feels a little bit like cutting off our nose to spite our face. Uh, 
but we're going to take... But at least we beat the Dodgers. We're going to guarantee ourselves one win against the Dodgers and potentially sacrifice three wins against another team. Yep. All right. All right. We I, we really hate the Dodgers. We're, or, and we're just a bunch of degenerates, so it's on brand. All right. Do you remember when the remember when the Rockies, I think it was 2013, the Rockies like just absolutely steamboated everyone in the NL and then they and then they faced the Red Sox and they got swept. So I don't I don't care about like beating up on the the petri dish. I want to go for the big kahuna that I could, you know, the big obvious enemy is the Dodgers. Give me that one win. I just pictured David taking huge punches at a literal petri dish i don't know why my mind went there just smashing glass just in in a lab just absolutely just going bananas anyway (laughs) moving on you can cut that um okay what do you guys want to do david you want to do a stat or we can do a start bench trade the other thing that we forgot to do is we didn't set new over-unders let's do that oh yeah all right so I think the Padres play six games this week. They have three games versus the Cardinals, three games versus the Rockies, in case that factors into your over-unders. So I'm going to go... So we play at Coors this week. Last week, the Padres hit seven home runs. I'm going to say over-under this week... Seven and a half home runs for the Padres. Over. I'm taking the over. I think Padres are going to rake this next week. Uh, it's just it's just a feeling in my gut. Juan Soto is starting to hit. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Facing Wayne. Facing Wainwright, Nicholas, and Flaherty. Ooh. I don't like Flaherty. Yeah, I don't know. You guys think too much on these. That's why you keep losing. You just got to go with your gut. Yeah, Miles hasn't been the same pitcher. But, I mean, they... Nah, you know what? I'm I'm not going to lose. It's the under. I'm saying under. Under. I'll say over. Uh, okay, I got, I got an over-under then. You play... By the you know the time we do this again, we were saying there's six games against St. Louis and Colorado. Padres walk away with four wins. The over/under is set at three and a half. Over. And you know I have no basis for that except that gut feeling. And I already told you guys I'm starting to feel the optimism creep in. I can't help it. Okay, I can't help it. But I just I feel like I'm setting myself up to be. Full on bitter Adam next year when we crash and burn. The crash will be real. I'm going to agree with Adam. I'm going to go over too because I thought watching the Padres last week, it looked like a different team after that really ugly loss to the Diamondbacks. So I'm going to take the over because I am betting that the Padres have finally broken out and they're going to sustain this level of play for more than just a series. So I'll take the over. I'm going all overs tonight. I don't even care what mine is. I'm going over, or Adams is. I'm going over. But you already did an under on the uh, on the first one. 
I'm going all unders then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. Well, then I want to, you know, I'll, I'll just mark you down for an under on this last one. Go ahead, Adam. What do you got? I feel like I was just given a wild card here and I can just make any crazy. All right. Well, in that case, the Padres will have more than one strikeout next week. I'm going over. Fuck you. <laughs> David's All under. Right. Ryan is also over. I am over. And God. you suck again, David. I'm, I'm over this. <laughs> you sure you're not under this? <laughs> All right. Oh, that was fun. That was a good one. This game is too easy. Played yourself. Hey, um, Ryan. Ryan, I have a question for you. Um. Ryan, what what has you restoring the faith? Who? Uh that's an easy one. The the Padres play last week has my faith restored. I'm telling you, it looked like a different team coming out on that field after that ugly loss to that Diamondbacks rookie, who by the way had an ERA that was almost 7 in AAA and he shut out the Padres for 7 innings. That was pathetic. But after that, different team. Soto's hitting, Cronenworth is hitting, getting clutch. The pitching was phenomenal. We already talked about that. Sixth in the week, 247 or 242 ERA. Phenomenal. Uh, so, yeah, the Padres are restoring my faith with the play on the field. It looks good. Adam, how about you? What's uh, something that's restoring your faith? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all in on Hassan Kim right now because uh, there's this feeling I get when I'm watching the Padres Hold on, stick with me for a minute. Third baseman, Manny Machado. And when he's fielding a ball, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to make that play. It's such a comforting feeling when you're watching your team play ball. Now, in the previous era, the Tati shortstop era, that was a freaking wild card. You never know what you're going to get when that ball goes to shortstop. You never knew. And I'm starting to get that feeling with Kim where I... Just know that's going to be an out. He's going to make a clean play. He's going to field it cleanly. He's going to have. He's going to make the nice turn. And I'm having a freaking good time watching that kid play. Hmm. Yeah, it's nice to have a shortstop with sure hands. Hmm. Okay, I got one. Uh, I got you, Darvish, with uh, 16 shutout innings in a row. That's that's giving me mad juicy wood right now. Yeah, I needed it. The strikeouts, not the wood. Yeah, but I mean, he's got 14 in, in his last two starts, and he also had you know, two shutout innings in the fifth and the sixth of his uh, Rocky-ish start three ago. So yay for you. Yay for you. Yeah, he's been, he's been pretty consistent this year. Oh, yeah. The guy, when he's healthy, the guy's an absolute rock. Yeah. It, it, we're definitely going to need that come playoffs. Just having a guy that is going to go out there and give a quality start consistently. Because Snell, he's been great right now. Hope it lasts. But I don't feel super confident going into every one of his starts. Yeah, I, I sure don't either. Oh, boy. Well, we got you, Darvish, in the playoffs. has got six games started under his belt two of them he got shelled in so 
He's got a two and five record in the postseason. David, that's not restoring my faith. I don't I don't need to hear that. Hey, way to bring it back down to earth. That's the spirit. All right. Well, then I guess we can wrap it up. Give a quick shout out to the Bleacher Creatures and end it here. Thanks for being here, guys.